You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. It's five to eight. I gave you an assignment last week. You've read it. All right, we were talking about victory over sin and death. And um, we were able to establish from the scriptures how when, um, when Jesus died, we died with him. We were buried with him and we rose with him. And it was very clear that a dead man cannot sin. Am I correct? A dead man cannot sin. So if we are dead to sin, if we're dead to sin, there is no way sin can have any control over us. You remember that? Okay. So, basically, it's just to empower you to live above sin. Yes. It's not to condemn you. It is to empower you so that you know that you have a choice. You have a choice. And we mentioned a little bit, I think we were going to touch on victory over death, but we didn't really get into it. We spoke more about uh, victory over sin. So this morning, I want to just take it a, a bit further, and let's look at victory over death. Victory over death. And when you hear death, I'm not sure what comes to your mind. But there are, there are different ways of looking at death. The word death simply means separation. Correct? Yes. So when your spirit is separated from your body, what happens to, to your body? Talk to me. It dies. Yeah, you know, it's, it, you know, it's not difficult, right, yeah. to understand that. So when your spirit is separated from God, what happens? You die. Yeah, you die spiritually. You die spiritually. So there are different kinds of death. When the Bible talks about death, you need to understand that there are different kinds of death. The different kinds of death that came into humanity as a result of Adam's sin. But the first death that Adam experienced was the death. It was spiritual death. So he died spiritually the day that he ate that fruit. Although he was still alive physically, but... Spiritually, 
he died. And you can see that in the book of, uh, let's look at Genesis chapter 3, where the Lord instructed him not to eat from the tree in the midst of the garden. And we know it's a tree of knowledge of good and evil. A tree of knowledge of good and evil. Uh, we're looking at chapter 2, where the Lord said, said to him that he should not eat from that tree. And um, when you look at that, verse... Um, Where is that? Um, okay, let's read verse 15. Verse 15. The Lord, the, then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. All right, verse 16. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. Okay? Then, he says, But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Can you see that? It says, the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. And we know that when Adam and Eve ate that fruit, they did not drop dead. They did not drop dead. And actually, in the Hebrew, there are, there are uh, the way it puts it in the Hebrew is different. In the Hebrew, it says, Dying, you shall surely die. Dying, you shall surely die. So, dying spiritually will lead to physical death. Okay? It will lead to physical death. So, when he, when he ate the fruit, he experienced the first death experience he, he had was when the glory of God departed from him. When the glory of God departed from him and he realized, oh my God, I'm naked. What is this? The presence of God. Oh, all right. Young literal. Let's look at, can you see that in young literal translation? And of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou does not eat of it. For in the day of thine eating of it, dying, thou dost die. <laughs> Can you see that? Yeah. So, that is, that is accurate. So, he died spiritually, and that was a big tragedy. That was a big tragedy because now he has received a new nature. 
Immediately he ate of that tree, a new nature was imparted into him. And that is called the sinful nature. And the sinful nature cannot relate with God. God cannot relate with sin. So, because of that, his glory departed. And Adam had to find a way to clothe himself. So, that's, that's when death came into the human race. But then, God made a plan. God made a promise to Adam in chapter 3, verse 15, where he says, the seed of the woman is going to bruise your head. You will bruise his heel. Talking to Satan. He says, I'll put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now, God made that promise and God started working. God started working, but this promise is going to take thousands of years to be fulfilled. But God set it in motion. Because once God speaks, the word doesn't return void. The moment God released the word, it started working. God is so powerful that anything he says happens. So, not only did Jesus sort out the sin problem, he also sorted out the death problem. Are you following me? Yeah, so the first thing he does is to restore the first death that Adam experienced, which is spiritual death. Am I correct? Yes. So that's why you and I now can carry the glory of God. Why? Because sin has been dealt with. And we know the wages of sin is death. Since the sin has been death, uh, dealt with, Jesus has paid the wages of sin. All right? He died for our sins so that we can live. All right? So now, because of that, you and I can relate with the Father the way Adam used to relate with him. The only thing is that we don't know how to relate with the Father. We are ignorant of a lot of things. But you have a legal right, just like Adam had, to relate with God. At the same level, in fact, maybe, I think I would say at the higher level, because now we are one in Christ. Jesus has elevated us and made us to sit together with him in the heavenly places. Amen. Correct? Amen. Yeah. So, death has been dealt with, and when we're talking about victory over death, first of all, we 
have established that spiritual death has been conquered. All right? Now, the next aspect, other aspects of death were also dealt a big blow by the Lord Jesus. Let's look at... Uh, Okay, let's read some scriptures in the Old Testament first, and then we'll go to the New Testament. Isaiah chapter 28. Isaiah 28, and I want us to look at um, verse, verse 14. It says, Therefore hear the word of the Lord, you scornful men, who rule this people, who are in Jerusalem. Because you have said, we have made a covenant with death. And with Sheol, we are in agreement. In other words, with hell, we're in agreement. Can you imagine that? When the overflowing scourge passes through, it will not come to us. For we have made lies our refuge. And under falsehood, we have hidden ourselves. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. So these people, apparently, they made a covenant with the enemy. Okay? They made a covenant with the enemy to say, look, enemy, I won't disturb you. You don't disturb me. Have you heard people say that? Just leave the devil alone, he'll leave you alone. Come on. <laughs> they don't realize that Satan doesn't fight fair. So, then God decides, God speaks. He says, therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tri stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation, Whoever believes will not act hastily. So God is saying now, yeah, you are putting your confidence in death, your agreement with death, your covenant with death, with hell and all of that. I am going to establish my kingdom. Do you understand? I'm going to establish my kingdom and I will lay in Zion. I will lay in Zion a stone for a foundation. I'm going to start a new work. Amen. I'm going to start a new work that will establish my kingdom on earth again. It says, I'll make justice the measuring line and righteousness the plummet. The hail will sweep away the refuge of lies and the waters will overflow the hiding place. The hiding place where they think they are hiding. Now look at what he says in verse 18. Can you see verse 18? Let's read it together. Come on. Your covenant with death will be annulled, and your agreement with Sheol will not stand. When the overflowing scourge passes through, then you will be trampled down by it. Hallelujah. So the covenant with death will be annulled. It will be annulled. The prophet is speaking here. Every covenant with death. You see, there are a lot of, there are a lot of people that are dying unnecessary death 
The reason is because there are certain covenants that have been entered into. So the covenant with death has to be broken. Has to be broken. So when people go and begin to, um, to consult ancestors and all those things, you know what they're doing? They're making a covenant with death. They are making lies their refuge. So they're saying, oh, well, if we make peace with our ancestors, we will be fine. No. You will not be fine. You will not be fine. You're making lies your refuge. You're making a covenant with death. You're making an agreement with you, with hell. You cannot go into an agreement with hell and expect to be at peace. Can you see the deception the enemy has used to, 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 to keep people under bondage? He, he has used this to trick people and keep them under servitude so that he can continue to destroy their lives. They say, oh no, you are an African, so you must go and do this. You need to, you need to do this to the ancestors to appease them. The ancestors are angry. That is why you are going through what you are going through. Go and make a covenant with them. What deception. And it's unfortunate that there are even some pastors that, that condone those things. I know somebody that says, don't talk against these things. Just leave them alone. Preach the gospel. Leave these things. So, what is this? Does the gospel not affect that? <laughs> oh, no. But the Lord says your covenant with death will be annulled. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, if there's any covenant over your life, whether your family have entered into it knowingly or unknowingly, it must be annulled. Amen. Because there's victory over death. Amen. We have victory over death. Must be annulled. It cannot stand. Amen. I say it cannot stand. Amen. Your covenant with death cannot stand. It doesn't matter if it's your great-great-grandfather that has covenanted the entire lineage. It is going to be annulled. Amen. It's going to be annulled. So you have to walk free. Amen. So these people... They thought that if they make an agreement with the enemy, they will be safe. And that's what a lot of Africans are trying to do. They're trying to make agreements with the enemy for their safety, for their protection, for their prosperity. <laughs> Not with hell. Not with death. So... That is being annulled. Isaiah prophesied it, and now it's being fulfilled. Amen. It's being fulfilled. Amen. 
Death has been defeated. So when I say we have victory over death, I'm also talking about victory over premature death. Okay, so there is spiritual death, but then there is also premature death. Are you following me? In other words, you should not die before your time. There's no reason why you should die before your time. You are here on a mission. Have you finished your mission? If you have not finished your mission, you have no business dying. You have no business dying. I heard about this man. um, I've forgotten his name now. Um, It's an Indian man (laughs) who lived, who has lived for hundreds of years. Now, this guy has been, he was born into a Muslim family, right? He was born into a Muslim family and uh, at the age of 30, he got saved. He got saved and then became zealous. He was preaching all over the place, preaching the gospel and Around the age of a hundred, the body was so weak and frail, and he was preparing to die. He was preparing to die, and one day, the Lord Jesus comes to him with lots of angels. And uh, he lives somewhere in Tibet, (laughs) right? So, the story goes that He now said to Jesus, Jesus, I'm ready to go. And Jesus says to him, I have come to give you immortality. Right? Immortality. I've forgotten his name. If I remember his name, I'll tell you. And you can search him out. But what happens is that um, Jesus now took removed his heart and put another heart into him and says to him, you are not going to die till I come back. But you will stay and intercede for the church. You will continue to pray for the church. That is your assignment now. (laughs) Sounds like a fairy tale. Yeah, I heard about this like maybe 10 years ago. So the point is that Jesus has, has the power over death. Amen. So he can decide when you should die. Amen. Are you following me? Amen. It's not Satan, it's not in Satan's power. Because he doesn't have the power over death anymore. And this story I'm sharing with you is very popular in that area. I heard it from a a prophet from that area. Um, So, we have victory over premature death. You cannot die 
until it's time to die. Now look at chapter 25 of Isaiah, verse 8. Okay, let's read from verse 6. It says, And in this mountain the Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast of choice pieces, a feast of wines on the lease, of fat things full of marrow, of well-refined wines on lease. And he will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast over all people. And he says, and the veil that is spread over all nations. He's going to remove, he will destroy the veil that covers all nations. And then look at verse 8, important verse. It says, he will swallow up death forever. Can you see that? He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord will wipe away tears from all faces. The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. Listen, I say, when God speaks, he doesn't take it back. When God speaks, it, it, it... He sets it in motion. So he's going to swallow up death. This is Isaiah talking before Jesus came. Before Jesus came. And then when you go to the book of 1 Corinthians... First Corinthians chapter 15. Chapter 15 and um, let's look at a few verses there. First of all, let's read verse 26. <laughs> what does it say? You, you sound like you're sleepy. The last enemy that will be destroyed is what? Death. Is death. Okay? So death. If you read the book of Revelation, it says that death will be death and hell will be cast into the lake. Amen. <laughs> so death is a personality. Death is a personality. All right? I remember years ago, my mom shared a story with us, my late mom, when she was in varsity. Um, at night, she was, I think she was just reading, and then her, her window was open. A window was open. Then, as she looked, as she was looking, there was, she saw a being that came and stood by her window and looked at her. And it looked like a skeleton. All right? He, he stood, he looked, he looked at her, and then he moved. 
to the next room. And the next room, by the next day, somebody died in that room. So, she saw that, she saw it. In fact, she said she rebuked it, then it left. She rebuked it, it left, and then it went that way. And then there was the next, the next room. By morning, somebody had died there. So what happened? That was death. Are you following me? Yes. That was death. That was the spirit of death. And when you are going to start raising, when you start raising the dead, you need to learn to exercise authority over the spirit of death. Yeah. The spirit of death, he comes to take lives. Comes to take lives, but we have authority over that. All right? We have authority over that. So that's why we can stop the spirit of death from taking anyone. Amen. Can stop the spirit of death from taking anyone. So if somebody is about to die and you are praying, especially, you know, we don't know about there are certain situations you you don't know between the person and God. Do you understand? You don't know. But I'm telling you that if you will meditate on this and let it settle in you that you have victory over death because of Jesus and because in the kingdom there is no death, you can actually defeat death. So you can speak to the spirit of death and say, get out in the name of Jesus. I'll share this testimony. I've never shared this publicly, but this happened the last time I was the last time I was in Nigeria. I went to I went to preach in uh, in another church, and after I finished preaching, I mean, it, it was God just did some amazing things in that church. And after preaching, uh, I went upstairs to the pastor's office, and we're just talking and talking. Then. The pastor receives a phone call from, from London, one of his members whose son, uh, whose son had just died in London. Yeah. In the hospital, they were there, went for treatment, and then they, they, she phoned, Pastor, Pastor, she's crying, crying. And then the pastor tells me, he says, Oh, this is a very special person to me, and this is what has happened. He says, Pastor, please, you are here. I said, okay, no, let's pray. So we began to pray, pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit for some time. And then after that, I said, okay. We began to pray. And I said, Spirit of death, I command you to take your hands off that life in the name of Jesus. And then I called his name, called his spirit back into his body. I commanded him to rise and be healed. And just did that, and then after that, left. So recently, I, I phoned him. I said, by the way, what happened to that, that boy we prayed for? He said, oh, Pastor, I actually forgot to tell you. He's alive now. He has been discharged. Hallelujah. He has been discharged. She, 
And he said to me, he said, I learned something that day, the way you prayed and the way you spoke. And the reason is because I understand that we have authority over the spirit of death. Okay? So we rebuke the spirit of death, commanded death to take his hands off, and then call his spirit back into his body. Because for you, for, for someone to die, the spirit has to be separated from the body. Okay? So we call the spirit back into the body and then forgot about it. Just to now realize, oh, they've been... In fact, the guy is he's fine. So what I'm sharing with you is real. If you are afraid of death, then you cannot raise the dead. Did you hear me? Yes. So you must not be afraid. Why? Because Jesus made a statement in John chapter 8, verse 51. I hope I'm not going ahead of myself. I wanted to read some other verses. Okay. Let's, John chapter 8, verse 51. Look at it. It says, Most assuredly I say to you, if anyone keeps my word... He shall never what? What does that mean? Do you keep his word? He says you shall never see death. What does that mean? If anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Pastor, are you saying we're not going to die? Well, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> In other words, what he's saying is that when it is time for you to die, it's not the spirit of death that will come. Amen. It's not the spirit of death that will come to take you. Thank you Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the angels of God that will come. Amen. And they'll say it's time to go home. Yeah. All right? Amen. Yeah. Why? Because you don't have any covenant. Do you have any covenant with death? No. Why should he come for you? Yeah. Yeah. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Wow. Amen. Amen. There is no reason. That's why he says, if you keep his word, you will never see death. You will never see death. That's why when it comes to the believer, the Bible never uses the word death. He says, sleep. In Christ, you what? Sleep. You don't die, you sleep. Your body dies. <laughs> but you are alive. So don't expect a visitation from the spirit of death. Anytime, listen, I have been there where I know what the spirit of death is like. All right? Because I've shared with you my life and death experience before. So when, when the spirit of death is around, 
It's, you can know. If you are spiritually sensitive, you will know, you will know that the spirit of death is around. It is a spirit. So, if you sense death around, don't be afraid. Take authority. That's the time to say, I am not supposed to see death. Yeah. When it's time to go, it's not death that will come and tell me, I have come to take you. No, no, no. When it's time, the Lord will tell you. Put your house in order. Get ready. You are coming home. Yeah, that's what we should expect. I know many people won't like to talk about things like this, but listen, it's in the Bible, so we must talk about it. We must talk about it, we must believe God for it, and we must walk in it. We must walk in it. There's no death in the kingdom. So that spirit that came to my mom's window. <laughs> I think he's, maybe he was asked to bring somebody. He said, you need to bring somebody from that, from that hostel. Somebody has to come. And unfortunately, he, he first went to a saint. Right? He went to a saint who knew her rights. She didn't freak out. Oh my God, oh my God, hey! No! She said, get out of this place. In the name of Jesus. What are you doing here? I have no appointment with you. I have no appointment with you. Go away. But many Christians are living under the fear of death. They're living under the fear of death. And that is why the enemy is tormenting them. Because fear has torment. And we need to break that. Yes. I will not see death. I will never see death. Just keep his words. Live by the word. The word of God is life. Is that not what Jesus said? He says, if you eat his flesh, you will not die. So what's, what's he talking about? Yeah. So the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. The death he's talking about there is physical death. The last enemy that will be destroyed is physical death. Premature death is not for you. You have no business dying before your time. Come on. Psalm 91 verse 16. In Psalm 91 verse 16 he says, With long life will I satisfy him. And show him my salvation. Yes. That's it. With long life will I satisfy him. If you have to, if you have to eat something, 
and they say, eat till you are satisfied. You've just started eating. Then somebody wants to come and take it from you. Are, are you going to allow it? Especially if it's delicious. Yeah. No, I, I won't agree. Go get yours. This is mine. This is mine. And, 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 and you know, that's what the enemy is doing and robbing many people of their lives. Robbing people of their lives. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. I remember when I was, I think about maybe 12 or 13, I was ill. I was very ill. Ill to the point of death. Okay? I was ill to the point of death, and I, I'll never forget, I start having some dreams, and, and this person comes to me and says, come, let us go, let us go. And, and I told my mom, oh, they've called, they've, they said I should come, I should go, I want to go with them. My mom says, shut up! You're not going anywhere. She said to me, you're not going anywhere. You're a child of God. You're not going and I, I, <laughs> I didn't understand, you know what? But I, she knew. She knew what was happening. Amen. And I remember that night, I died that night. My spirit went out of my body. And I was going at a fast, fast uh, speed. Going into this tunnel of light. Going, moving. And as, as I was going and going and going, I heard her shout, Eric, come back. And then, poof, I stopped. And I turned back. And I saw myself coming back, came back through the ceiling. I saw my body on the bed. Do you understand? I'm telling you a real story. This is for real. It happened to me. My, my, my body was on, my, on the bed and she was on her knees by my bedside praying. Then I came like that, entered inside my body again. That would have been the end. That would have been the end. Yeah, I would have gone to heaven because I was going there. But it would have been before time. Yeah. I wonder how many people have gone to heaven before time. Yeah. So what am I saying? We have victory. Come on. Somebody say, I have victory, I have victory. over premature death. Over premature. I will not die before my time. With long life, he will satisfy me. And show me his salvation. Don't expect to die before your time. It's a lie of the devil. He wants to take you out before you become a major threat. Before you cause too much damage. That's what he's trying to do. We must not allow that. I don't know about you, but I have decided I won't die now. 
Okay? I won't. And you better not. Amen. Don't die on me now. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. In case you are considering it, change your mind now. Change your mind. Doesn't matter what life throws at you. Use whatever it throws at you. And do something meaningful with it. Hallelujah. Oh my God. I think we need to do some praying. Because we're talking about these things. (laughs) I'm telling you. This can save somebody's life. If If you understand this. At least that's worked for me twice. Once my, my, my mom called me back, the second time it was my wife that called me back. Yeah. Called me back. I was there at the feet of the Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus, I want to kiss your feet. And then I heard her voice, Eric, come back. I had gone. This devil has been trying for a while. been trying. He knows what's coming. Yeah, we, are go- we are going to cause damage. Major damage. Hallelujah. What is coming? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's stand up. Come on. Let's pray. I want you to pray. Pray. Thank the Lord for giving you victory over death. You are not supposed to die. You will not see death. Refuse to die now. Nobody can kill you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.